What is up, what is up, what is up? Guys, it's episode 126, I believe. Good lord. Manson releasing, doing the Solar thing and releasing a cheaper style guitar. Boss releasing the new IR pedal that people are going nuts for. We're going to jump into some Kiss reactions. Everybody's moaning over Kiss because they're about to end it again. And so much more. Guys, settle in. Coming at you. Now listening to the Guitar Pirates Podcast. Yes, coming off the heels of Thanksgiving. A little late, but we're here. We're back. Car payment, blues, dues, and so much more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and the daycare fuzz as well, because it never ends here in the Guitar Prize Podcast. It's episode 125, coming at you hot and heavy. Like I said, there's a Boss IR pedal that looks crazy. People are gooing and gone about it. so much other stuff to get into. I'm your host, Josh Jones. I'm your co-host, Jim Steger. Everybody, welcome to the show. Settle in. It might be a quick one. It might be a long one. We're definitely going to try to hit the hour mark here today. It's the beginning of December. December around here is Dimebag Daryl month. So much to get into that with that later in the show. And also, just it seems like the cheap guitar stuff is coming back again. I've seen a deal about Harley Benton and a new resonator for $200. Like, Jesus. The Harley Benton EX series, which is the Explorer series, for $139 for the base white one. <sighs> God, grief. The only thing that scares me about that, the Explorer model, is whenever I had that that Harley Benton telly weighed like 10 pounds. Yeah, 12 pounds. Could you imagine what that Explorer might weigh? It may get lucky and it could be light. Yeah. But I'm still I'm still kind of worried that I'm going to get like a 15-pound bone anchor. A 15-pound Explorer <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah, that's not fun to play. No, absolutely not. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and you can't help but think that too, you know. Especially That's the only thing that's scaring me. Get a telly that was twelve pounds. The Explorer probably weighs as much as a twin reverb. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's a scary thought, but it's one of those you have to get it and see. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I guess you'll see the shipping weight. The shipping weight says twenty eight pounds. Just leave it. <laughs> Leave it there. Shipping weights forty five. <laughs> I've seen that with my with my PV amp. Shipping weight seventy five pounds. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, my twin when it was, it was like ninety cent. I mean, it was like a lot. Those things are they're heavy as hell. Which is heavier than my PV. My PV is like sixty eight pounds, sixty five yeah. pounds, something like that. Yeah the the eighty five watt sixty five reissue two twelve the big black twin yeah. Those things are heavy as as hail. 
But that's why you can tour the world with them. You can take two of those and tour the world and be have enough headroom to shake a stadium. You don't even need a mic on that thing. But I mean, <laughs> who wants to lug it around? No. Nope. <laughs> Your lower L5 will, will thank you. <laughs> that's why people are getting that. What's that fender pedal? That the Tone Master. Tone Master, and they get those IR cabinets now. <laughs> yeah. 1,000-watt IR cabinets. Jesus Christ, bro. They're, those modelers are great, but they're like, Joe B said it best. There's just something that's not there. Like, if you're a tube guy, and yeah. that's what you've been bathed in, you know, there's just something that's, there but not there i've got it how about natural feedback yeah it's like a <clears throat> it's really weird the closest thing i've gotten to it is the next tone like for that solid state semi-modeler kind of thing where can it feels you, good in your hand you know can you get a little feedy back on that yeah the next tone yeah i mean like you can basically do what you will with it because I know with the, the, the regular katanas we had, the smaller ones, it would do a little feedback, but it was kind of, you know, it had that built-in gate. Yeah, it was, yeah. That it just kind of like, it instead of it ringing out, it just went zoop. And One just thing I liked the about life the, out. what I like about the next tone is it's more about tubes. Yeah, that's right. It is a tube is, emulator. That's right. Than it is anything else. Like, And they use just like analog electronics. They use transistors to emulate the tubes. And I can't believe, I was with... I was with you when he bought that thing. Yeah. Well, I was there when you tried You got it like the next day, but I was there when you tried it. You're like, oh, <laughs> for, for, and for something that you use to play on stage. It's not something that's like the end all be all. No. You know, real deal 60s Princeton or something like that. But for like a tool. To use day in and day out, practice shows, throw it in the truck, throw it in the van, gets knocked knocked around, hit around like your back thanks you. Yeah, yeah. You it's, can two finger pick that thing up. It's loud enough to play a bigger show. You can, it sounds. You can mic it up. It's got all the you know. There's not a whole lot there. A little bit of EQ, some reverb, and you can set on what type of tubes you want. I like the British sound right now, but I also like a big. 6v6 6l6 american sound too so that's fun yeah. it works it's a cheaper amp and works for that and i've gotten plenty of comments of old old men coming up and going oh man you sound great thanks yeah it's a solid state amp yeah but you know tom bryant it's the gentleman that owned the local music shop if you didn't know he was former singer of head east yeah and uh He's known. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen yeah, his, yeah, if you've seen yeah, his yeah. back, he used to have, he used to always like right there in the back, the back door or the little door he had. So you can go into the back storage room. He always had his backstage passes hanging up and it's unbelievable what, <laughs> what was hanging there. Yeah. Dude had a lot of them for sure. And I used to, he used to tell me all a bunch of stories about Nugent he knows some people. Yeah, I love talking with him about just guitars and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's seen me play one time, and then he finally kind of like, not saying, oh, I'm the greatest thing ever, but he was like, oh, 
He does kind of know what he's talking yeah. about. I don't have to show him anything. I may he may have a question I can get through. Me on the other hand would be like, where do we start? No, I would love to sit with him because I could use a few lessons. Like I'm never not to a point where I don't want to learn. Yeah. If anything, the man could teach me how to shout and key. Yeah. And if I could learn how to do that, the game would change. That dude is awesome. That dude's a good dude. He and, can seem like a dick up like you don't really yeah. know him. But now once you get past that thing, he's pretty cool. If if you if you get onto a good conversation with him, it's just every time he sees you when you go in well, used to. You know, it used to be, you know, real pleasant. Mm-hmm. I got him one day, speaking of Tom. Um, I got him one day as a, as a, I worked at this uh, health food store just down the way from the square or from Music on the Square. And he'd come in and he'd get apples and, you know, healthy shit to eat. And I said, I said, how are you today, man? You know, up with the sun and gone with the wind. And he just looked at me and he goes, my brother used to love that Bob Seger song. And he goes, and today's the anniversary of his death. Damn. And he just looked at me and smiled. And he goes, thank you. And he took his stuff and walked out. I felt so bad. Next day he come back and I said, dude, I'm sorry. He goes, no, it was great. You know, made him smile. Well, yeah, especially. But it was like, I was like, and that kind of helped too. Yeah. Big icebreaker. Oh, that's a major icebreaker because, you know, he thought about that the rest of the day. Like, wow, that was awesome. He's a, he's a nice guy. Um, but, yeah, enough of our ramblings about our local music heroes, guys. It's the Guitar Pirates podcast. We're going to jump in to Franklin Strap Strapped. But get over to franklinstraps.com, pick up your strap today, or head over to Tonal Music, Inc., and check out their B stocked instruments for the December month of December. Franklin strap strapped. Let's discuss this here. Is Wolfgang the guitarist of the year? From seeing him live, man. Like like just, you know. For for twenty twenty three, like I mean, I think that's kind of where it's going, right? I wouldn't say no. I'd give him. I'd give him a okay. I'm good with that. Yeah, like he's he's that damn good. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's cool. It's cool to see, you know to see him have this coming out with this mammoth stuff, and he's. I think of like what we've always talked about with anything. Like he's like one. I think he's just one song away. Yeah, with him, you know, he's one song away, one album away, one perform. You know, like to really like. Holy shit! I know he got a lot of like, especially open for Metallica. Yeah, I mean, whenever you're setting, you know, the two shows in St. Louis was 108,000 people. For both equal, I mean that's that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So he's he's got the exposure there. He played in MetLife Stadium. It's like he's <laughs> well, he's grown up around it when he played in Van Halen. Well, yeah, that's like that's, he's already done it. You know, yeah. 
I don't know if he's did it as big as what Metallica. I know Van Halen. It had massive, to have been fucking but close. It's close. It had to. Have it's been really close. close. But I mean, like it's like, like, and then he grew up with it too. Like, yeah, he's grew up with his dad watching. When he was twelve years old, know, he played with Van Halen. He was doing that shit. So, and his mom. His mom's a fucking celebrity. His uncle is, yeah. is Alex Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's unbelievable. And, like, you know, you can consider all the other musicians uncles, you know. He's got Hagar, you know. Which is, which I really hope he gets some recognition because he's, like, if you close your eyes, his daddy comes out big time. Oh, yeah. Especially when he's live because, you know, he's, he really. He's he's got he come. does a lot of the finger stuff. Yeah. Not a lot, but I mean, it's in his repertoire. Oh, you can I've hear. I've seen it. There was you know? there was one song that Dustin and me just looked at each other. We were like, "Damn!" And I wish I could remember what song it was, but what he the the finger tap and solo he did. Me and Dustin were just like, "We're not worthy!" Like, holy shit, that was insane. Yeah, just jamming with that guy is probably, there's probably so much, like, holy shitness there. And his voice, uh, God, I can't remember the band. I, if I didn't say his voice, I would have been able to get the band. Uh-huh. I have it in my head, but I can't even think about it. It'll come back next week. <laughs> it's it's cool to see his rise. It, it, I'm glad that, like, there's still a Van Halen afoot. Yeah. Not saying like it's Van Halen. I'm just saying there's a Van Halen out there with that same spirit and energy. Oh yeah. You know, making fun guitar music. And not just not just musically wise, but gear wise. Oh yeah. He's got that same cuz well, you know did, he used his dad's shit. Yeah. You heard Eddie's rig, I think. Yeah. Like in St. Louis when you were there, like I think he was playing out of his dad's shit. Oh, it sounds so good. But it's like he he's also hands on in the EV, in the EVH guitar company. We're still waiting on a hardtail. We're I mean yeah. that, we're waiting. Yeah, we've been waiting for two years, almost two years now. We just want a hardtail EVH. That's is that too much to ask? <laughs> yeah, or I'd love to see his uh, that pro model they're working on that Jazzmaster hollow body thing. Oh, that thing is that thing's cool. Cool. I know for for a while while they were getting it down when they first go and he was playing that three thirty five yeah so I think he has kind of a feel for those kind of guitars hence why his yeah. first pro model is something like that oh his voice sorry his voice is like Coheed and Cambria that's kind of like who I Claudio yeah that's kind of how like they're pretty close yeah. to each other good good. That means he can rock out and he can sing, dude. It, they they kick I mean, ass, dude. Like, it means he can sing. He can't. He doesn't just shout and key. No, it was it was <laughs> it was really. I, I will have to say, it was one of the most impressive. Like, I, not, because normally you get impressed by somebody you don't know. I've known him. I've seen him do solos. You've seen him do stuff, but to see him live and how tight the band was, and his soloing is just it's it's top tier. He definitely, he's he's on the rise, and he's what twenty, mid to late twenties, mid to late twenties, yeah, maybe early thirties if you want to stretch it. He still looks like a baby. He's just a baby, just a baby. But I hope, I hope he gets some. 
gets at least mentioned in the guitar player of the year. I think something I know he's on the cover of the new guitar world. So still one hell of a one hell of a player, one hell of a band. Hopefully that like hopefully they can make some music that'll start transcending, oh he's just Eddie's kid. Yeah. They'll be like, Oh, Mammoth's new album was this. Yeah. Like when the Foos released an album, everybody's like, Have you heard that? Like when Chili Peppers released something. Have you heard that? Like Hopefully he can be recognized as Wolfgang instead of you know Eddie's, Eddie's son. Yeah. Which I think he's starting I mean any like people like us have really like we know it's Eddie's son, but that's like way in the back of her register. We don't even think about that anymore. We just we see him as the musician he is now. Which we didn't a few years ago. No, no, not at all. All right, y'all, that's Franklin Strap Strapped. Head over to FranklinStraps.com, pick up your new strap today. Let's jump into some Jim's Metal Men. And before that, you guys need to head over to GreenBeerGrooming.com and get a tree planted in the National Forest in your name. Buying any product from GreenBeerGrooming.com today, you'll get a tree planted in the National Forest in your name, and you will take part in the beard hardware renaissance of the future. GreenBeerGrooming.com, check them out, tell them the pirates sent you. Let's jump into some Jim's Metal Men. And welcome to Jim's Metal Minute. It is officially Dime Month. There's, it's like how much more can I say about Dime that we haven't already said? Only thing is that, just like I do the last three years, this is the third installment of it. The first episode is just giving praises. Hopefully, we can do a little. uh, We we're trying to do some stuff in the future with the dime month hopefully we can get some get it rolling but you know it's it's all it's a lot of work because josh has to do everything i just get the easy part of yakking my jaw while he does all the technical stuff so i kind of poked his side and we'll see (laughs) we'll see how far we can get from there but Coming in Dime Month, I got to finally see Pantera. It was with Zach Wilde. But I wish I could have seen them like it was December 3rd instead of November 3rd, you know, for Dime Month. But it's just the fact that I got to pre-blow the Dime Month and got to see Pantera. And uh, the only thing that I did that I didn't think I'd ever do is I did trade off my... My my Dean from Hill. I mean, it was the China model. But I did get a Gibson SG, which probably has to go anyway, which we're not even going to get into that. But I did get an equal trade. It was yeah. a good trade. Yeah, it was a good trade. But the only reason why I got rid of it is because I have the black bolt. It's bolt on. It still rips. And... I don't, I just, I really hate Floyd Roses. I love Dime. I just don't know how he could do it. It, 
anybody that plays a Floyd Rose, I give it up to you because I'm I just want to break every one of them. <laughs> they make me so angry. And I don't want to keep blocking them, you know. If I get any yeah. dime models, it's like I don't I mean I want a set neck, but I'm gonna have to do all bolt on so I can just get a hardtail. Yeah, you actually just have to get an ML instead of a dime model. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can do the I the black bolts, the I mean it says dime at least it has dime's name on it and some graphics. But it, it'll be the bolt on, just your standard. So which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just is anybody have fun with any Floyd Roses out there? Are you still down with the cause? Because <laughs> I'm I really do not understand how anybody could fall in love with anything Floyd Rose guitar. Doesn't that make you it's like it's like when you're smoking cigarettes. You never did, but somebody you only smoke regular cigarettes, somebody's like, Hey, can I have a cigarette? Like, yeah, I have a menthol. You're like, Ugh. That's that's kind of what yeah. a Floyd Rose is yeah. for me. It's like it's a menthol cigarette. Nobody wants one. You just have to get, you just well, have to deal with it. You have to deal with it when you want to get a dime guitar. And that that brings us to this one. In your heart of hearts, how much do you think the new dime guitars are going to cost? Being that it's Dean Zelinsky, they're all going to be handmade. Oh it, geez, the top level stuff will probably be 2500 plus. I'm I'm afraid it's going to be cuz I looked at some D- Zelinsky models just how he has now. I think we're thirty five plus. They could they're probably the top tier if they don't do like a Korean run price, yeah, like a Taiwan price reduced run. run, then yeah, they'll they'll be beautiful but they'll never sell. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy that for that much. Well, the people that can afford I mean if I could afford it, I'd be like, Yeah, I'll take one. But how how niche super niche is that gonna be? Right. You know, you're gonna have to make those to order. Oh, absolutely. That's that's another thing. I wonder if they are going to be made to order or if they're just going to be, you know, are they going to do like a run of 100 of this color, run of 100 of this shape? We, I really wish they would have more information. But I figured with Pantera going back out on tour next year, maybe Zachy Boy will be playing one. Yeah, he does have his tribute though. Like he his does tribute, his tribute and job, it's, paint job or whatever, <laughs> and it's badass. which does see, need to see a release. It does. It really does because it is freaking amazing. I mean, I think it's amazing. It, it is it a Floyd needs, Rose. It needs to see a release, and maybe it needs to see a hardtail release. Yeah, for it cheaper. is. Who knows? It is is definitely worth it. But and I get it. Like it goes away from the aesthetic of dime you know but also like in the guitar option land not everybody wants that yeah exactly so i think it's a perfect blend of like if you're especially if you're dime fan anything with zach most dime fans are like sweet some of people are snobs and they don't like the guitar shape you know zach's guitar shape but you know it is what it is i love them there's some that are cool and there's some that it gets a little. That's not your not my thing. Gig. Like the thorax, that's the one I really like. It's, I don't have a picture to pull up, or I'd show everybody. Anybody that's listening, go look at the thorax. Go look at the Wild Audio thorax, and they look at the 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 black one that has the the natural uh, binding. It's pretty sweet. It's not the prettiest guitar, but. 
I don't know. I like janky looking guitars. I do kind of wish that the Wild Audio did a little more of the traditional stuff. But they can't because and of, I know, and I know that's where I was. I know they can't because of lawsuits, yeah, and whatever. But there's one shape that he does that's cool, and I can't remember. It might be the Lorax. It might be the one with the. I can't remember. There's um, the, but regardless, like the dime guitars will probably be super expensive. Yeah. Super handmade. And we may get lucky. They may be 1500 You know, if they did lesser stuff. But the from the, the two that they showed, those look expensive, brother. And I'm afraid. But to kick off Dime Month, just a little getting geared up for, you know, more stuff to come later. But I had to get rid of my Dime Guitar right at the beginning of dime month and i'm not sad about it but i'm not i mean i miss seeing it on the wall but what's the point of having something that you don't play yeah yeah i also kind of think that the the sg's kind of crawled up there and kind of kicked it out of the way oh man nothing will touch my my sg uh raven it's (laughs) she's she's kicked everything out of the way I mean, it's it's amazing. But here's to Dime Month. Hopefully we'll get some, maybe since it is Dime Month, we might get some more releases from Dime Guitars. Maybe we'll get some prices. Maybe we'll get something. Just to look at or something. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Get, maybe get the shop going, especially since the next Friday is, believe it or not, it's 19 <laughs> years since he, 19 since he was shot god dang december 8th 2004 can you we were as we was in high school people yeah yeah (laughs) just about to drop out of high school yeah and well i did drop out of high school and josh said no you're not and i was like i'll see you by noon and at 9 55 i come walking back through the door he's like well damn you did it you did it you You actually did it's like i told you but Rest in peace, Dime. Still love you, buddy. That's the goat, in my opinion. One of the goats, definitely. All right, guys. Moving on. Jim's Metal Minute. Dime Month. Another Dime Month is on us. Moving forward, we've been through a little bit of dirty laundry. We've got strapped out of the way. We've been through Jim's Metal Minute. Let's jump in to a little bit of gas, but more along the lines of like, just checking out what this new Manson stuff is trying to do. The Junior Collection. And of course, you kind of know what's coming. Very... That blue one. Space AG Jack Whitey, you know, Manson, that Manson look, you know. Uh, Manson stalwart MA body shape. Telly and Strat style stuff. All single pickup, single knob, string through body, maple neck. 
Oh man, yeah. <clears throat> it's not they're they're not bad looking. I'm still trying to get to the price. I always thought those Manson guitars were cool. I mean, they're not like something I would be like, oh my god, but it's one of know, the his stuff is Matt Bellamy. You know, it's the you know the Muse dude. It's one of the things that it's one of the guitar guitars I forget. Because we've talked about them before, and I've looked at them before. It's one of those you forget until you see it again. You're like, oh, yeah. They're, it, they're intriguing guitars. Very much so. It's just I'm I'm trying to get away from strats. <laughs> <laughs> more, I'm more tellies. Yeah. That's what I figured out over these years. It's, it's SGs instead of, you know, Les Pauls, and it's tellies instead of strats. Unless it's like, you know, Ibanez, because it, it just feels different. You know what I mean? It has different lines. Has an Alnico 5. Um, some sort of like, uh, what's it say? It's like a Manson, some sort of like Manson, certain Manson, Manson Dirty Rascal Alnico 5 unit. Wired to a push-pull volume pot that, sears, that triggers a series parallel function and a kill button. This, you know, Manson, we all know, expensive. And this is kind of where it'll get a little shitty. 1700 bucks. It's not as bad as I was expecting. Is that That's probably without a hard case. Yeah, I don't see anything else. It's just kind of the... Um, has anodized aluminum pick guards, Goto hardware, hardtail bridges, open pore neon green, Miami blue, neon pink, dry satin black, and vivid mustard yellow. Each unit comes with a mono gig bag. Okay. Well, at least it does come with something. It's nice bag. Those are nice bags. Mono's a good brand. Is it going to be as good as the Gibson gig bags? Because those things are kick ass. If they give you a high-end mono bag, yeah. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Mono's, a de- Mono's pretty decent for their bags. I will have to say, the Gibson gig bag's the best one I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I have the black version of that, and they're very nice. So, And then I've got the Sterling gig bag, and I'm trying to think. Uh, the PRS one was okay. The PRS wasn't. Yeah, I had the PRS gig bag. But they—I mean—they were super padded. It's just as far as having a leather gig bag. Is that are those leather or are they just fabric? Which ones? The what gig bag came with the that? the monos? I yeah, think they're like that nylon, nylon, okay, Columbia style jacket feel, which is not bad. Weather resistant. Well, oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's okay to, if it gets a little rain on it. It's not going to hurt it. It's not like that. That. Blue SG, nineteen dollar kickback. Oh Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> it's basically a piece of paper with a little bit of padding on the inside. Okay, so a Harley Benton resonator at two hundred dollars. I know we don't like, we're not super acoustic-y, but I'd seen this, you know. Like okay, it's not like. The greatest deal ever, but it's not bad, I guess. Has some sort of mini humbucker in the front. I really want to play one of those. 
They sound cool. Like they have the sound that you're thinking of. Are they electric? Yeah, you I mean that one is that's got a pickup on it. So what it what is what is the feedback? I mean, that's the one thing that I've always wondered is like what is that like how is the amp control on with especially with the resonator on it? I don't know. I've never played them like that. Like I've played them out of little amps, but not like not to, to you know. I wasn't there with it when I was doing that shit. Cuz you and I both know Anything that's hollow of any sort, whether it be semi or full hollow, they are very feedbacky. They they love to be noisy. That's what makes them so fun to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for what this is for two hundred dollars, and and with Harley Benton being a pretty decent you know company to buy from, I'm one hundred percent back them. You know, the, like I got. If you were smart, like if you were a Dobro guy, I'm sure you probably would have to update. The little biscuit bridge under the where the strings lay in yeah. the in the resonator cone itself, and you might have to re- replace the big bridge down here at the bottom. Not the cone, not the big thing, but like where the strings are held. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like that piece. Okay, yeah, yeah. You might have to replace that and whatever that little wooden biscuit bridge is under the little thing right there. But other than that, maybe some fretwork. Well, the only thing we can say is that my mine was a hundred and nineteen dollar telly, and the fretwork was perfect. Maybe I got lucky. Who knows? But it's one of those like, especially when you go on the lower end. But Toman's more. I'm more. I'd I'd rather do that than DH gate. That's for sure. It's got a bone nut. Is it a real bone nut or is it the <laughs> quotation? That I don't. Nut? It doesn't have bone in quotation. So, so it, but this is just an article talking about it as well. I mean, hell, yeah. $200 for a decent looking Dobro resonator, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> I know in my ignorance, I'm trying to think what, fa- what famous guitarist played. A resonator, so I can have that tone in my head. Somebody I know. Oh, I know you hear it in country music. Gotcha. But it's like I'm trying to think in my head, like because I know what they sound like, but I'm trying to, I'm trying. It's easier for me to put it on a face, and I'm like, oh, I know that tone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That I don't know. That's I, it, something I'm gonna have to look up. It, it'll come to me late later. Because. I've always I've always talked about it. I'd love to have one. It's just I don't even know where to begin. Oh no. Yeah, I you would know, the, the, that Harley Benton, that's where you would that's where you would begin. But as far as like if I had to change strings and Oh, like that's how, that's simple. Yeah, we could do that. We could we could get that figured out. It's not like a dulcimer. <laughs> no, Jesus. No. <laughs> you it's actually pretty easy to to string one. I'd like to I like to play one, you know, just to get a little you know, see if I can see what it sounds like with distortion. Just for the Oh hell of it. yeah. Fuck yeah. When kids go to school, germs come back. When kids go to school, they get the daycare fuzz. <laughs> this is what? Uh this is uh year toss of the same well, damn kids start school, I'll get sick again. 
Those low strings. Sounds... Little resonator action. This Justin Johnson, I think we've all seen him. That skinny little guitar picker guy. Yeah. He plays the shovel, the distorted shovels and stuff, and it rips, you know. That's that guy, but that's just resonator tones. Man, we those... were talking about resonator tones. Yeah, so. the, 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 the low strings on resonator tones, man. Ugh. If you can find a metal one, those are another one that are like completely like Hawaiian resonators. Third metal. I think Dean makes some. Last bit here. Um, talking about some gear acquisition syndrome. Analog pedals. Guys, head over to analogpedals.com. Get your pedal on today. Talked about this in the opener. Boss in the amp and cabinet sim pedal. Basically with third-party IR compatibility. In this little box, this thing is going to make the IR people think twice. Because it's Boss. And honestly, Boss is some of the best. And and how many employees do they have? Is like, like six? Yeah, like boss is. <laughs> is that what he said? I think that's what he told us was some six? some shit like that. Yeah. It was it was enough to where we, we me and Josh looked at each other and we're like, "What? This they're that good? They're that, yeah, that's it's unbelievable." Um, so normal stop box pedal form factor IR two. 11 amp, 11 amp types, and cabinet impulse responses from Celestian Digital. You can put your own IRs into the loader. Um, has advanced DSP, 32-bit floating point processor, and 96 kilohertz sampling rate. Basically, 32-bit floating is if you want to hear Nat's nutsack rub together when it flies. Okay. Pretty much. And 96 kilohertz sampling rate, basically, it is going to be able to sample the Nats nutsack when it flies. It's overkill for most things. Some people would say, argue, no. But, dude, if you, most people don't listen to their shit on a fucking hi-fi $20,000 fucking stereo. No. <laughs> they listen to it off their fucking phone. Phone, yep. 24 kilohertz at, like, f- whatever the normal, like, sample rate is, you know, it's fine. It's not bad. You, I think nowadays you definitely don't want to go under like 16. You just don't get clarity. Um, the amp and cab list includes a twin, which is inspired by a Fender twin, obviously. A tweed, inspired by a basement. A diamond, which is um, the cue from the Vox AC30. Has a 59 Marshall Super Lead. A Sadana SLO100. And the, uh, and the Rectifier, which is the Mesa Boogie. <clears throat> has five um, Boss Originals, Clean Crunch, High Gain, Brown, and Modded, paired with a range of 4x12 cabinets in the Celestian Era, which include Vintage 30s, GM12, G12M Heritage, G12K 100s, and others. Um, has a master control knob, selecting amp models. There's a regular old Gain Trouble middle-level bass, USB-C, send and effects return, 200 bucks. Hopefully it's easier to uh, work than my uh, 
was it the G, the ME 100 or 500 or whatever the heck it was? Yeah. the Or the ME 80 or something. I forgot which one it was. I think it was the ME 80. Oh, my gosh. I remember I brought over the instruction manual to show Josh. He's like, what the Yeah, fuck? what kind of fucking Bible did you bring me? <laughs> what kind of Dead Sea Scrolls did you just bring me? I was like, I had to do 10 steps to save a recording. Like, see, that's easy to work. Easy. It's not bad. That's what I'm talking about. It's a stomp. It's a, it's the, I was thinking it was a big stomp box it's, that a, is the it's normal. a regular old i yeah okay like, you got me a i'm, I'm 200 bones you you just put a little fizzle <laughs> fizzle my twizzle thing is is like i've been looking at that uafx audio lion people are like you can't run in front of amps and there's ways you can do it like i think i looked on the website it says you can turn off the cab sims just run it as like a preamp in front of your amp. Is what you have to plug it into a computer, I'm sure. Well, there's some ways you you use it. You just use it like a pedal. You just turn some stuff off on the fucking pedal. Because, you know, every everything I'm going to get, I'm going to run through the front of the amp anyway. Uh, I don't care if they say you can't do it or not. The one thing that I hate is that these fucking pedals that you got to hook up to a fucking computer. Yeah. That shit... <clears throat> I'm going to sound anti-computer, but God damn it. I don't want a distortion pedal that I got to fucking update. Yeah, right. If I had to update a pedal, I want to change the fucking knob on it or something. Even though you have the computer to do every single thing that you want to do, it's the fact that you have to do it. It's the fact that you can't just take her easy. It's like, I don't understand what this world's come to to where you have to update your damn pedal. Like, why? Why is that a thing? I don't get it. I I know people are all about it. If you're a computer player and that's what you do, all power to you. Or the Strymons or whatever, these, these algorithmic pedals and things. I mean, my TC Electronics... Uh, Plethora is a USB updatable pedal, but I think they do that for those tone print things too. Yeah. Wasn't our katanas? Aren't those? Yeah. Don't they have the next tone hooks up to a computer? But that's if you want to. Yeah. You don't, you don't have, have to. to. No. No. I don't. And I haven't, I haven't ran into a point where I don't want to, up, you know, I don't want to update the thing. The only thing that we did that I, the only thing that I liked about plugging up our katanas to the the computers is we were able to turn off that gate because the yeah. gates on those are horrific. And you could change the delay to tremolo. Yeah, that was. You yeah. could change the delay to a trim instead, so you could have. Because I didn't really use the delay too much, but I liked the trim instead. So I liked that. I mean. <laughs> We're such the one thing about the next tone is, is if you hook it up to a computer, you can like fuck with like tube settings and shit. Yeah, tube sag and tube voltages and well, like it's I mean, crazy. Like it's crazy, crazy. For us in our in our upper thirties, we don't play Grandpa's guitars, but we like Grandpa's gear. <laughs> we are Grandpa's gears. I guys. am a Grandpa gear guy. I'm an analog. Like I'm not afraid of solid state amp. No. I like tube amps. 
I don't mind digital amps like the MX5. I had it. It was great. But I would love it if Fender would do something and just concentrate on one amp. Yeah. And just leave it at one thing. Which I kind of been looking at the Mustang again because I love I love me line six. I absolutely love it. But looking at the the Fender Mustangs and then you've got your Marshall Codes and I just I don't understand why I have this love hate you know, love hate with all these amps that are modded, you know, modular or whatever you call them. It's just, I just don't understand it. I'm never going to grow old. I'm always going to want solid state, regular amps. And what we pay, how, how much, how much money do you think you have in just in pedals? Instead, if we did, you know, an all in one pedal, how much do you have in just pedals? Because the Saldano, which I gave, which was it was two hundred bucks. The Saldano. Sorry, I had to relieve myself. Just looking over there at that board that I, the pedals that I don't use. Almost a thousand bucks. A thousand, exactly. <laughs> Probably. But it's like. It's like, yeah, we can give those away until they give you individual ways. And because that's the one thing of if I had a multi pedal or multi amp that had a, a stomp box with it to where I can turn each pedal on by itself, or like if the turn on the individual effect as it was a pedal on a board, that's what I want. Gotcha. And I think some of those line sixes do that. They do. They're they have so, the short board. Yeah, they're so big. Some of those helixes, and and I know some of the head rushes do. The new head rush that has AI in it has like eight things on it to select all your shit. Which that is something, but it's also the Tone Master Pro does it too. Well, that's true. Has like massive selection. I think it's great. Defender did that. I just wish they would just do one, and it was like a sixty-five twin. Yeah, and a little box like that with a touchscreen on it has like. Three little knobs, put it up to the IR cab, 900 bucks. Right. It's kind of because you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Marshall has the plexi pedal. Yeah. It's like if if they just. I wish every amp, every amp company would do that with like individual pedals. Well, and they, and they, and they're trying. I mean, look at what UAFX has done with those rubies and the the Woodrow's and all that stuff. Yeah. And the lion pedal and hell, that's what we just that talking about Edge from U two going to those damn pedals. Yeah. You know? It's like Dietzel has one. Can you imagine if sixty five oh five came out? It's coming. Oh T C has those those line that line of like amp in a box pedals. Cause that's I they kinda wanna play Jim's one. Eight oh eight or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I kind of want to play one because the Saldano is close. It's it's, I mean, it is an overdrive, but it's it is close to a preamp. I would rather pedal. I'd rather have a true blue preamp pedal because that's just emulating that overdrive section of the SLO one hundred. Yeah, 
Now, if it gave me a clean channel, I'd say, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it would be more that Which way. Which they have that. I'd say that's but. more of a overdrive channel um, emulator. But, yeah, I, and it goes away. It kind of comes and goes of the MX-5, too, for me, because that's kind of what that was. But I do want a tube pedal. I want to see what they're about. I want it. I would, I would just, I would love to try that Fender Tone Master. But it's so fucking expensive. It is, and it's it's set up for. There is some metal stuff on there, but like Ola says, he wished there was more. But he's also like mid driven. He's he he likes different tone than I like. So maybe that's the one thing that I I need to stop going with other people prefer. That's where <laughs> I killed myself. Yeah, is I need to go where I know I need to go. Where you want to go. And I already yeah. know where I want to go. Is this word vomit that I actually thought about getting a Marshall MG100 head? Ugh. It is a little word vomit. But with the right cab? It would work. It would work. But I also, I'm also looking at the Marshall code. Is the Randall just doesn't work? The Randall's awesome. Do not get me wrong. I love the Randall. But if I have to, in the situation I'm in now, as you know, if I have to sell something... And then when I later have to replace something, do I just do a 100-watt, you know, say a code or a Marshall something, or, you know, do I go back to the Randall? And that's where all these these IRs and everything, it kind of gets me like, should I try one? Just get out of my grandpa head and jump into and the... try it. Well, and then that's the thing. It's like you go to that, and then you've got to find the cab and then you've got to find a way to update and you got to do this. And then I'm going to be bitching and moaning. I got my IR downloaded and it sounds great, but my speakers aren't speaking or <laughs> what, right. what, you know, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I, I'm so, it's, it's so hard in now days of age. I wish, cause you know, you, we go back to the early 2000s. If we were as seasoned as we are now, we'd be in heaven. All the cheap tubes, up, all the cheap guitars we could have got, everything from yeah, the 70s, could, 80s. The, that's where it would have been. All the Marshalls for eight, $900, and now they're like $2,500. Like the cheaper guitars have just gotten better as we got along. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't want a cheap guitar from whenever, you know the early 2000s i want the cheap guitar from now unless it was from japan oh man i'd take a japan from early 2000s yeah, early people you know. always slept on japanese guitars yeah. back then always but it's 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 one of those things like every time you come up with a pedal that boss is like the be, the last is the best multi pedal that actually gets me intrigued cuz every time we do like because I love my Line Six, yeah. But I got the amp model, so it's 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 all in one. I don't have to do anything like get another cab for it or IR. Or, you know, the Helix is awesome, but damn, the Helix is what fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, which is not as much as a Fractal. Which is well, it's close. Fractal's like seventeen hundred, and then the what is it? The Kempers are like seventeen, eighteen. 2000. something i don't know i don't keep up with the prices on them for 200 dollars, you can get the boss in a box or you know amp in a box basically for 200 bucks from the boss and boss kicks ass too bad it's not a wazza craft 
Uh, that'll happen, I bet. Because I w- I wish I wonder if they if uh I cuz I know whenever we were really heavy into our into our katanas like that's what we were like, yeah, get one. None of us have did what we wanted to do is we haven't done the Waza craft speaker yet. No, and I know that I could still do it in the next tone. I could put a Waza or you know, something like that. Because they got the artist series too, and the artist series head as an actual looks like an actual head. I don't know. But that boss that boss uh stomp box, you really you kind of tickled my fancy for a second. I'm trying to trying to see if I can get any more out of it of just, you know, anything. Know. info or whatever because that's almost Wazacraft's prices though it's up there it is yeah it is for sure because well your your normal uh just your standard bosses are 179 and below for the most part yeah i'm probably more like 120 150 and yeah. below yeah i mean you get a nice, I mean, it's a nice pedal, and you get, it looks like there's a channel select. It looks like there's some some other, uh, does stereo, has a send and return cable to it, too. Yeah, this thing gets a little bit deeper. That's that's another uh, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that's another rabbit hole to go down. Blue or red pill, Alice? Because if it if it sounds, especially if you're running through front of an amp, or even if you did the you know ran through the the effects loop, but I would have to go to the front because I want full power of my amp. Because every time I run through the effects loop, as everybody knows. You can't only turn it up so loud. It doesn't get super loud unless you have a 412 cab. Has this thing called AF method. AF method, adaptive focus method. The fuck is that? That is that is uh adaptive focus method. Let's let's go down the route. Adaptive focus method. Boss pedals. Is a proprietary method from Roland Boss that vastly improves the signal to noise ratio of the ADDA converters. Okay. So it's an IR thing. <coughs> it's cool. It's going to do what it's going to do. It's going to take, it's going to kick some butt because hell, it's $100 cheaper. Yeah. Than most things. And I mean, it's going to have that brown sound from the katana in it. Mm-hmm. But a whole bunch of other things, too. Like, the closest thing to a katana in a box that we can get. Yeah. To be honest with you. Because when it when you look at all the... um, Look at what it has. It has those amp settings. And then it has, like, clean, overdrive, crunch. You know, just like 
some same old BS. And I'm sure just like the Katana, I'll be a little bit mid-driven pedal. So it'll cut through a little bit better. Yeah, it has the it has a high gain and it has all those like rectifier modded blah blah as a high gain, a brown, a crunch, a clean, which is all katana settings. Yeah. It's the closest thing you're gonna get to a katana in a box. What they need to do now. There you go, Bub. Give us the powered cabinet. Right? <laughs> Give us the matching powered cabinet, and there you go. You got your preamp right here, and then you got the power cabinet to make it all go. That in the cab, you basically got it. The only thing that sucks, though, is that a katana itself is 200 bucks. You know what I mean? But it doesn't. The katana itself does what it does, but it doesn't do what this does. No, absolutely. <clears throat> this is, <clears throat> excuse me, this is almost pro level sound. The 32 bit float, the 92 yeah. ginga, minga, minga, 121 gigawatt shit. But it's like at face value, you're like, man, that's the same price as a katana. I can get a katana, have the same it's thing. Cheaper than a katana now. Katana one. Yeah, the katana. There's yeah. katana two now. That's true. Which well, is 250 Katana Pro or whatever the fuck it is. I had the Mark II when it was $200, but that was in 2019. That was, tell. yeah, that was before everything went up. Yeah. Let's just look. It was 199 You can get them on the used market for pretty cheap. Exactly. They they, they sell, but I mean, even, they're even cheap brand new. Katana but, Mark II brand new from Sweetwater is 269 269 now? Wow. Yeah. Did you get Scott Free with yours for yours was the Mark One though. Mine was the Mark One, brand new. It was one ninety nine. So the same price as my come, Mark when they first come out. And then when I they just hit the fucking mark. And then I got mine not even what two years after you got yours. Mm-hmm. You had yours what twenty seventeen when you bought yours somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. And I I had it and was like, dude, for this little lamp, they're great. You know, they don't do exactly what people want, but I mean, they sound really. They are good, good for what they are. And they cut through, and they're in their tube loud. They really are. They don't. They don't hit my chest like a tube, but the the sound. You know what I mean. They're loud enough. You can play with a band. You can you can play that in the band setting, because I know you have. I have, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if you could play like metal with drums going crazy mile ninety miles an hour. I mean, you can get close. You could do it if you mic'd it up. Yeah, but as far as, like, if you're just doing, like, rock and blues, you're good. You won't have to mic it up at all. No, I'm keep... Now, now I want to know if Boss has a, a powered cabinet. <laughs> right, or if what what powered cabinet you can compa- that's compatible with. I guess any of them. Any of them, them, yeah. Any kind of head... The head rush ones or... Because those head rush one, what the thousand, the thousand watt one was what three forty nine, yeah, two ninety nine, like five hundred watt one for like one hundred ninety nine bucks or something. Because I still want to know what a thousand watt IR cab sounds like. Probably like a fucking full stack. Because that's crazy. That's a lot of wattage. That is a lot of wattage. But it's like I don't know how the sound is catered to that wattage you know what i mean if that makes sense it can be loud but is it like chest loud or is it just ear loud 
Yeah. You know, just true. ice pick right in your, you know, because that's, that's one thing about the, uh, I had the Randall RG80 and it was ice pick loud. It was not chest loud. Not like the, the bandit yeah. or like your origin. Your origin's got like that, that chesty sound. There's a little more bass in it with the Marshall. Oh, the Marshall sounds so good. Looking at powered cabs, hell, the fender cabs are probably going to be the closest thing that you could get for money-wise, unless you're going to pay over a 1000 There's a Laney 400-watt 112 cabinet for 780 That's the uh, one that matches with the the, the Laney's IR. Tone Master 12-inch 1000-watt powered cabinet for 600 Wow. But the Headrush 112 2000-watt cabinet... 112 is 400. <laughs> so, I mean, and Headrush is good stuff. They're not, oh my God, break, sell the bank for it or sell the house for Headrush. But your pedal, you enjoyed it. It was good. It. It, was, it was fun. It just. And you sold it quick. So, obviously, people like it. And I priced it. I priced it to go. I know, but it's still... I it's, priced it to fucking get it. You and I and anybody else that sold anything, you price stuff to go and somebody always tries to cut your legs off and it seemed like nobody did. They're like, damn, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I just... Yeah, I put it up there and it took two days and it was gone. Um, That's pretty much it for gear acquisition syndrome, guys. Head over to analogpedals.com. Pick up your pedals today. I know Jeff's been working hard on some new stuff, and I know that uh, he's revamped some some older things as well, and gave them some new life. And speak. And while we're in that that vein, shout out to Blackstone Cherry for getting out of that situation they were in a couple weeks ago. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. They were they were in a mall, and there was a, a shooting in a mall, and they were in the mall, and they got away scot free. So nobody got injured as far wow. as from the band. I don't know about anything past that because I just yeah. seen, I seen it and I forgot to tell you about it because there all this stuff happened with me. But yeah, so Blackstone Cherry got away, no problems. But they were in a mall whenever there was a shooting going on. So that's just crazy. That kind of goes in with with analog pedals. So yeah, yeah, no, no shit. He's an artist for that brand. Um. Now that's our uh, that's our uh, gear acquisition syndrome. We're going to jump into a little bit of a mean discussion, kind of like an all around discussion, brought to you by Mean Beard. Kind of our main event as well. We'll kind of tie it all in together, and we'll just kind of, I don't know, shoot the shit. We'll find something good to talk about. We'll keep it going for a little bit, and then we'll call it a wash here this week. Those Manson Juniors look good. I just wish they would have been a little cheaper. Yeah. I wish they would have been a little cheaper. Um, But it's like we have to – this is one thing I've come to terms with. We're in 2023 now. What would that have been in 2019 numbers? Twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, probably. So ninety nine, something like that. So just think, seventeen hundred dollars now, or fifteen hundred is about 
the twelve hundred dollar mark because I look at the wild audios. They were nine ninety nine to start. They're thirteen ninety nine now. So in twenty nineteen till now, yeah. So I just everything's got like a four hundred dollar markup. So I'm kind of like it's the same price if you look at how much more money we make, but how much more everything is now. It's like we're <laughs> nothing's changed. No. We're still broke bitches. We're paying the same twelve hundred dollars. It just looks more. You make the same amount. I mean, you make more money now. I mean, if we went back when they were twelve hundred bucks, it'd be awesome. Be but, easier to get. But now I've I've come to terms with. Yeah, everything's marked up, but like you look at your tribute. Those were nine hundred dollars just a few years ago. Now they're twelve ninety nine. Yeah, they're like thirteen now. Are they yep. yeah, they're they're studios have gone up to like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, the SG studio was seventeen. I've been changing the subject a little bit. I've been looking at pedals, obviously. I'm really getting kind of gassy for this hot wax dual overdrive pedal have you seen this i have not but i know it looks it looks good i it's know a crayon and a hot wax it's a crayon and something else yeah it's a crayon and a hot tubes and i know you've been on this journey for this is like when it comes to overdrives if anybody's not listened to this show josh has been on this journey for an overdrive that is it's it's like never ending story. It will never end. But it, there's going to be that time where you plug one in and it it's, well, it's the like, one. It's like the tube pilot does. Dude, I think so so good. It does a thing, you know. And it sounds great, but it doesn't do everything. It sounds good with the Like the custom. SLO does a thing, but it doesn't do everything. Yeah. The and I know that's where it comes in. I'm like, oh, just slap another pedal down. Slap another pedal. I don't have the real estate, damn it. Yeah, but it's also I like... Keep my shit tight. And it's also, he's not looking for a multi-overdrive. He wants one that does everything he... It would be better if you found one that does everything Well, I'm on board without I'm, having to get a, like... I'm trying to look at a two-stage now. This one has, is two pedals in one. It's a hot tubes and a crayon. Um, the dirt, the crayon's a dirty boost and the hot tube is an overdrive. So it's like you get this channel one and channel two. Yeah. Which so, those are fine. But I mean, as far as the ones that have like the, you know, the knob the and, yeah, and the big, it's OD got like 200. 10. Yeah. yeah. I'm not looking for that. But as far as something like this, this is yeah. What I'm, yeah, like yeah. The yeah. lion does the same kind of thing that I'm looking for. You can kind of channel it up, get a one, not so not super dirty and then get another one that's just fucking it's like the dose fuzz rip your yeah it's rip your scalp off kind of thing octaver and then the fuzz and it's just whoa. yeah but i've been really kind of itchy for this hot wax i want to try one um but i think i'm going to kind of like do my reverb diligence and maybe try to score a cheap one can we just get on the pedal of the month the the what is that pedal thing that you can you pay oh yeah and then they send you pedals and then you send them back you yeah or you can keep them but you have to like pay for them you have to like pay but it's the fact that you can try because that's the thing that 
we said this at nauseum, but having to do everything sight unseen, we have to hear what other people's setup sounds like. So when you get it, find somebody to play something that sounds closer to your setup, and then you get it, and you're like, this is not even close. No. or <laughs> Not even close. You have to, like, do a lot of, like, video research. Yeah. And listen to every fucking video out there just to get an idea because we can't go to the store and try it no because the buyer's remorse we have i like i don't know anybody that has more buyer's remorse than somebody that has to sight unsee and as soon as you order something even though you've done your due diligence you know when you order it you just instantly like i should have got the other one and at nine nine times out of ten should have waited or should have waited because something always better comes out just like i think it was me with that jared james nichols guitar I wanted it, but then when I got it, I was like, it's cool, but it's not what I wanted. And go I on. wanted the fucking flat junior, yeah. the big, you know, I wanted that. I didn't want a custom trying to be a junior. But it's like going back when you got that, look at all the guitars that I passed up on that I'm sick about. I sent you the gothic Epiphone <laughs> Explorer, which was four ninety nine at the time. They're like selling for 800 bucks right now. Yeah. And it's like, why do we do these things? Or that, that Bonamassa Lazarus guitar. Or what's going to be crazy when these fucking greenies, Epiphone greenies drop. Right. They're going to go for 2000 plus. Hey, you were smart, and you do have the Waza Craft, which we've seen people $1,800, and we're like, what are you doing? He well, can sell for six. Well, easily, easily. And which I, he'll double I his money. Seen that, and I was like, dude, if you're, you would have to be dumb not to do that. I yeah. mean, and I know you could. People were like, oh, it's just a whatever, and you can sell your money. Yeah, you can make your money back, but and it's not the greatest fuzz pedal ever. No, it's good. Sounds great. So it does the thing. The fucking. And it, it it can get a little mystical, but it's not an old school tone bender, you know. And how much is that that pedal that you want? The hot hot wax or what? It was like used to eighty bucks, hundred and twenty bucks, something like that. Yeah, it's not it's not expensive. Damn, I was thinking one twenty, one hundred and twenty six brand new. There's some I'm looking at it one for eighty nine used. 84 used shit like that. So you're up in T you're down in TS nine territory. With, I, I'm not discriminating. I'm not. No, I, but I, I mean, as far as price wise, yeah. I was, I was thinking it was going to be like the, the TS nine X's, which are like one ninety nine. you know, up in is that. This, this is electro harmonics, man. I'm not, they're not like Uber fucking take your money. No. Electro harmonics is pretty, for an American-made pedal company, they're still made in New York. I mean, they kind of, they they kind of like they've they were like okay. The, my analogies are like Pantera. They're not number one. They're not the last. They've stayed right in the center all the way through the, the 90s. whole time. They never dropped. They just and stayed ever the same. Since they were made, they've just stayed <laughs> right there in the middle. <laughs> they. No. I want. I want a big box, big muff. I think everybody should have one. And, you know, I want to try the metal muff, but it's like 
as you know, it's like I've sight unseen. I we've heard so many say this is about this and that about it, but it's like everything that I've got that people told me to get, I hated the SLO. I couldn't find anything to do with it. You did. I would. I would. I know. I had an older muff once, and it sounded great. Like I know for a fuzz, it would be great. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, buyer's remorse. No, it's like the rat. It's like a staple fuzz pedal in the diet. Yeah, it's like you need it. You know. The only thing is with the fuzz is this is where I need to pick your ear more is amp settings because I'm I'm used to my my normal amp settings with just my overdrive like everything sounds great but when i put a fuzz in there i'm i'm deaf you know you've got to i'm you, literally you're losing, tone deaf yeah because i don't know where cuz i'm always a high gain in everything but i know with the fuzz i need to tone stuff back but i just don't know where to begin with a fuzz i it think that's my be, problem it could either go it's going to go two ways either you got to get a fuzz that has enough control on the pedal to do it or two amps <laughs> or use another amp or know that you're going to have to change an amp setting yeah which would be easier just to have the pedal be able to get there which which works cuz i don't really play which i don't i don't use my clean channel Literally, I really don't. So I really need to put a fuzz in there and then tone it that way. But I just, I don't know where to begin because it's 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 new territory for me. And I know fuzzes and metal. I would try. I would try just doing the fuzz in the clean channel and try that first. Yeah, because if you're trying that fuzz in the distortion channel, yeah, it's gonna. Well, it's not so much like I I do try in the clean channel, but I don't know where to begin, like how to tone because I know how to get distortion tone and I know how to get just clean tone I like, but the fuzz I'm I struggle getting that tone that I hear you play with the fuzz. I'm like I can't even get that, and I know it most of it's your pickups and how you play and. But it's still, it's like there's certain tones you can get out of your fuzz that I'm really pissed about that I can't get that tone. It really makes me angry. Yeah, I think, too, it's like your amp is very rigid and straight, like your sound. Yeah. And, like, you got to have some squish in your amp. And I think that would be the first thing. Which would be me going back to, like, a DSL. I can get that. Get some squish in your amp and get it on a clean, clean setting. Utilize your fuzz into that. So you're not, because if you can ch- switch between clean and dirty, then you're good. You yeah. don't have to change widdly, widdly. You just have to. Which I, that's one thing that I love about, I have the stomp. So I have, I can go between the reverb. I can do the, all that. Yeah. Yes. It's that just, would be, that would be the first thing I would do. Because the Randall, the clean tone is really good because it, it's solid state clean. So of course. But it's not it's not muddy like the RG series, which yeah. that was. But I I also haven't plugged the fuzz in to the Randall yet. I was always trying to run it through my PV, which is I the cleaner plug that sucker into that Randall too. Well, yeah, because I want to do I want to do the dose fuzz out of there and see what I can get because I I really am pissed at how good your fuzz sounds and how shitty. And it's not the pedal; it's my everything, ignorance. It's everything surrounding fighting. It, everything's fighting, and I just it, I really need your help or anybody's help 
to get a fuzz dialed in to where I'm like, oh, that's how you use a fuzz. I don't know how to use a fuzz. Yeah. I'm using it like a distortion pedal, which, yes, I can, but I'm not utilizing it to the best of its abilities. <clears throat> and it really bugs me. Clean channel. That's one. That would be the first place to start. Roll back on the treble, I'm sure. A little bit, even then, but what? You know, you, I'm 10 all the way. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I would probably take, if your amp trebles at 10, I'd probably take it to like seven. Um, But no, if you're on the clean channel, get those volume, get the volume dialed in, you know, with the pedal. Don't worry about the fuzz sound. Just get the volumes to match. And then take that sucker and start at one and play or start at nine o'clock and go to noon and go to three and then see what it's like dimed out. Usually for me with that fuzz, it's like I'll take it where it's dimed out and then I'll take it back to about like seven and a half. And that's where I think that my problem is that I'm dimed out always and i'm trying to do everything dimed out dimed out which there's nothing wrong with it but no. with how my you know how my pickups are like i have but the only thing i haven't played with i need to hook my custom i was gonna say <laughs> the custom the custom will be the one custom clean channel match your volumes take the treble down to about six or not six take the treble down about seven and then don't dime the fuzz Dime the fuzz, but then take that out of phase. Pull it, down. then pull it back just a smoke. A skosh. Pull it back a smoke to like eight, seven and a half, eight, and then go from there. Because you know, just hearing the words, I need you to tone that back to eight. It's like, ugh, it needs to be ten. It needs yeah, to be a eleven. Lot of, <laughs> a lot of people are that way too, man, and and. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong or good or this or better. It's just some. Not every pedal goes. I mean, fuzz pedals are so dynamically characteristic. Like you can't do that to them. They're already like they're fuzz. They're already like, which makes me really angry. Is because I go back and I listen to a lot of all the you know the older Slipknot stuff, and I've come to find out that it was all fuzz pedals. And I'm like, how in drop A and drop B is it so clean? You know what the, I mean? The gates, probably. But, you know, it's just more, it's just, it's also how, it just, it goes to show how good they really are in oh, guitar. Yeah. To yeah. do A and B and not sound like complete mud, like there's still some soul in that, you know what I mean? Like there's still a little bit of tone there. Yeah. And, Come when I found out all this fuzz stuff, I'm like, damn! And how is we watched it with Andertons? Like he loves fuzz. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. I didn't if realize Meg Thompson a- was like all about fuzz, and the gnarlier the fuzz, which he would love, he would love that dose fuzz. I bet you. I wonder if he's got an Atreides. You think he's got an Atreides since he loves crazy shit you can't use? <laughs> Probably. I guarantee you he's got an Atreides. I seen some post about this the other day, and some dude was going on about that pedal, how it was so good. And I was, I about jumped in there and was like, whatever the fuck you're buying from the weed store, I want it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're fucking nuts. You know what I mean? I was like, you're crazier than batshit, bub. Because you let me have it for two weeks. 
I played with it every day. And if I can't find something out of it, because you know I'll play with anything, one note, because I'm a one note guy. So I'll be able to find something. When I say I can't do nothing with it, you were even like, I I couldn't I couldn't do much with it either. Because you know I'm you're 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 more advanced on guitar. I'm like always save to your you know your name brand, and I'm like oh, your geez, craft. That's not necessarily that. But when it comes to guitar playing, your craft, and I'm always save always save kicks ass. No, I'm more I'm more I'm more best value. I'm not always always save is like below me. I'm best value. I love we 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 like us some best value here. But it just it really bugs me. Really, really bugs me. It makes me no, sick. it's that's the thing too. Like your normal like metal tone is not gonna cater to a analog style fuzz face fucking Which is true craziness. Like those high gain pickups, that's not gonna help. That would be when you're doing that, that's gonna be the, the cu- custom the custom. That's gonna be what you need to do. You Especially don't Especially out of if I out of put the turn the out of phase knob. You don't need that sucker to be so high gain it's like already overdriving the signal going into the fuzz. Yeah. Like you need that really good crisp cleanness. And I know you that Randall's probably got some good headroom to it. Oh, it's on great. The clean set on the clean channel. Yeah. So like that's what I would do. And it's got it's got a good and don't dime everything. And that's my problem. Is like distortion, I have to dime it out because there's not enough to dist- I'm well, like you're, dime. You're there's doing not enough that, distortion. You're doing that thing and that's what that does. But, but when you're doing the clean fuzz thing, yeah. Take that take every bit of the EQ and just put it at 7. That's what I would do and then adjust to taste. And it's Once like Once you're playing and you're going, then you then you adjust it. It's kind of like I'm using I'm trying to get my distortion sound to sound like my fuzz tone, and I'm realizing just now as we're speaking, I need to stop. <laughs> it's not a distortion. It is a distortion, but, but it's, it's not, not that, that tone. No. <laughs> it's it's almost like going away from the old that thought of more is more, like it's okay to turn the gain down. Can we can we agree again that might as well be walking on a sun is one of the best fuzz tones of all time the fucking solo in easy like sunday morning oh that one's that fuzz solo in that song is one of the greatest fuzz tones ever but isn't might as well be walking on the sun one of the greatest fuzz tones ever it is man it was one of the first songs i ever learned lyric wise front to back what was it yeah like when i was a kid mine was uh, eat a lot of peaches. It was, that was that one line. was fun too, but that was the first one that I was like, I'm gonna learn this from front to back and know how to sing it. And I couldn't sing, of course, but I learned all the lyrics to it. Now you got freaking Sunday morning stuck in my head. That song's so good. That song rips, bro. Lionel, shout out to Lionel, motherfucking Richie, man. That is one of the greatest songs, man. Cause I'm leaving. Oh, I'm easy like Sunday morning. Dude, that dude, he, you thought Luther had it. You thought Barry White had it. He had it. Lionel, Lionel was dropping the panties. That's my song. That's my motherfucking song. <laughs> Lionel was dropping the fucking panties, dude. Lionel was the shit, bro. Okay, 
This is the analogy I've always used. And I know I've told you this a long time ago, but it's been a while since I've said it is Lana Ritchie almost the exact as Rod Stewart. They're like, as far as like, he's the black version of Rod. That's, Stewart. that's where I'm going yeah. at. Yeah. Is that, I can they're, go with that. they're the, they're the only two that I'm, I'm like, when you hear them and see them and like their personas, I'm like, they are like mirror. You know well, what I mean? Speaking of something that's mirrored, the fucking hollow notes are at it again. <laughs> yeah. Suing each other over some shit or whatever. Like, Jesus Christ, y'all. Who, who, was it Hall that has the, uh, or is it Oats? I think it's Oats that has the restraining order. Yeah, on the hall. Or whatever. Uh, fucking Daryl's house has started up again. That show. <laughs> that music show. This, this is getting ridiculous. Um, how do you restraining order? Just split the money 50 50 and quit bitching. Even though everybody liked Hall the most, it seems like. It, that's that's where uh, it's like Simon and Garfunkel. Sorry, Garfunkel, but we're Paul, we're Paul Simon fans. <laughs> Sorry. He did the song with Chevy Chase, and it's just the greatest song ever. <laughs> it's the best. There's nothing wrong with you, Garfunkel. At There's all. nothing wrong with you, girlfriend. But, you know. It, your name's fun to say. Yeah, yeah. Say Garfunkel 10 times. <laughs> you can't. I don't think I could get through. No, I thought that was kind of funny. They're back at it again. Um, What else did I see happen? Anything worth a damn? Uh, Ozzy is officially never touring again, which we already knew that. We knew that was going to But happen. is officially, officially he's official. An, he's announced it. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was Sharon. Because Ozzy's. Ozzy Sh- Sharon the Sharon. Ozzy is. I can't believe he's gray now. I can't get into it. It's because he just quit dyeing his hair. I know, but. You, it's hard to think when you go back and you, it's like Johnny Knoxville too. Whenever you see him, when they stop dyeing their hair and you see them in their natural form, it really makes you feel old. Oh yeah. Even though Ozzy's seventy four and he's always been old, the black hair kept youth and made me feel like he was the same since we were his kids till now. You know what I mean? And now that he actually let himself look like he's supposed to. It made us go from feeling like we're teens to now I feel like I'm 37, and I really don't like it. <laughs> go back to dyeing your hair so we can get that false hope that we're still young. False hope. Because yeah. Mick Jagger still looks like he did in 1969. Yeah, that dude still moves like he's fucking 1989. I mean, look at go look at pictures of of Ron Wood and go look at pictures of Keith Richards in 1969. They look the same. <laughs> they literally look the same. It's like Paul Rudd. He's 50. And look at what Paul Rudd looks like. Look at Keanu Reeves. He's 55. Oh, there's Clyde. Fucking squirrel must have dragged his nuts in the backyard or something. I don't know. There's the... Hundred what one sixty? No, no, he was one thirty the last time we were at the vet, and he's slimming down a little bit now too. That is good boy. Trying to get him closer to one twenty. His if you don't, Clyde's his polar bear. Great Pyrenees with like a smack of Anatolian in him. So he doesn't have so much of the shaggy Great Pyrenees hair, and he has a pink nose. 
but you could fool people and tell them that he was full Great Pyrenees. I wish he wasn't afraid to go down the steps so he can. Yeah, he would be down here. Yeah. Fucking smacking everybody's phone out of their hand. Because Ruby Rubes are, uh, that she's our official mascot, Ruby Rube. She'll come down every once in a while, but the gate's closed because the kids. Yeah. If not, Jocelyn will go tumbling down the steps. <laughs> we don't need that. But we're getting close to the end here. Going to definitely have to pick it up because it's dime month, guys. It is dime month. And I think normally, like last year, we are going to have to take a little bit of a detour. I guess here comes the bad news from this this episode. This year, there is no Christmas giveaway. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything because we've moved we just simply moved yeah we're moving the giveaway i think what we're gonna do is unforeseen circumstances no it is it happens shit happens it's kind of why we've been a little up and down with our schedule it's just but it's it things are getting better things are looking up but we've decided we're not going to pursue the christmas giveaway this year we're going to kind of concentrate in-house get things better for ourselves which is i think any normal person could understand that yeah absolutely to take care of themselves you know before you're just trying to give give away and and then you're just stretching yourself thin even more and it's just it gets tough it's tough so i'm thinking talk to jim about i think we might aim for something around valentine's day yeah so what that is or what it may be, we do not know at this point in time. But we're backing up and punting with this year's Christmas giveaway, and we're going to go for the good, you know Guitar Pirates Podcast Love Yourself Valentine's Day Tour. Whatever you want to call it, you know. Which, something along that line. Because also around Valentine's Day, we got to look in the future because Pantera and Lamb of God are going to yeah. be in Memphis. And... We're going to be in Memphis, and there's a lot of good... If we do get to go, if we do get to do a... a, a uh, To go and see them. Yeah. To, to go see them, there's a lot of goodies that we could come away with in Memphis for a giveaway, too. Yeah. So, we'll see. Just, guys, if you guys are listening, you have been listening, you guys have been hanging with us the whole time, we appreciate you sticking with us through the rough stuff. But after... Everything is, it it seems like, it's my side is starting to get, I've got the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, things are getting easier on my end a little bit too now. Jocelyn's not so young and cranky. Yeah. Jocelyn's, you know, a little easier to deal with. Um, The schedule, work schedule might get a little tipsy come next year, but I think we're kind of narrowing in on our times. Yeah. Recording times and things like that. Holidays didn't help none. No. My my car situation didn't help. So. Because I know a, a early Saturday morning was awesome when we did it last. Mm-hmm. It was great. It worked out today. Oh, hell yeah, it worked out. We were a little later, about an hour behind, but still. But still, early Saturdays, It's there's no more football anymore, so we're not pissed off anymore. <laughs> 
sitting here pretending to be happy when we're thinking about we shouldn't have punted the balls. But anyway, you know, it's 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 in that time of year to where Winter Nam's about to come up. Dallas International Guitar Show will come up next year. We're about to see the resurgence of maybe Dean resurging back into try to get back into the fold and the good graces. We'll see what they can do with the Gibson thing. Seen a deal. We're going to leave this here with a quick one. Obviously, if you learn anything on this show, it's been by accident. We know that. We're going to leave it with something a little different this time. Seen a deal. We'll pick back up with it next time. Hopefully, if you guys want to talk about this, join our Discord seen a deal where article said that the riff is dying out you know i trolled that page right i would imagine that you had done that i had a guy tell me i've been playing 20 years guitar is obsolete and i was like 2020 was the highest selling year of guitars ever ever let me repeat this ever you don't think that all them young kids that we've seen riffing out from 80s and 70s and all the metal stuff and all the progressive bands that are coming out that the riff is dying? You're out of your damn mind. Intriguing debate, provoking results. Um, the survey, I'd like to know where they had surveyed these people. Were you surveyed? No, I wasn't Was surveyed. I wasn't surveyed either, so who is surveyed? Here, UK Sky Arts Channel aired its newest music documentary three-part series titled Greatest Guitar Riffs, which sought to explore some of the greatest greatest feats of electric guitar. Do you know who's number two? Notably, Iomi, Nancy Wilson, Andy Summers, Brian May all featured throughout the series and offered their own expert insights on some of the standout riff moments. The debut of the documentary marked with the arrival of the accompanying survey, which polled UK music aficionados in order to discover the rank of the nation's favoring six-string riff of all time. Um, but an intriguing and debate-provoking result came from the survey. There was one statistic that caught our eye. Namely, according to the survey, the majority of the music fans believe that the guitar riff is dying. 53% of those asked the poll that the riff was indeed on its deathbed, with 74 of the sample believing such a phenomenon is bad. Why the latter stint is 100, we quite aren't sure. Poll only had a sample size of 2,000 people. And this is probably people from the United Kingdom, I imagine, what they were saying. So 2,000 people over the, what, probably 500 million guitar players out there? Total Guitar and Guitar World's own poll to determine the greatest riffs of all time received 38,000 responses. So while around... 1,060 from Skyart survey may think the riff is dying. There's an overwhelming base of evidence to confirm the otherwise. I'm trying... <clears throat> I'm trying to... Uh, just kind of scrum through here. It says the second uh, best riff of all time from these people it was Prince's Purple Rain. Yeah, I love Prince. We all love Prince, but no, sorry. That's not the second There's best no riff, riff of all time. in that song. The solo is great. There's no, there's no, it's not a riff. It's a melody. <laughs> it's a, it's a guitar melody. There's no, that is such a joke. Uh, we all love Prince. If you're a guitar player, you love Prince, but we know there's no damn way that that's the second greatest guitar riff of all time. It's not even a damn riff. 
It just makes me so sickening. It's like the Rolling Stones top 200 guitar players of all time. They're the stupidest people ever. Yeah, and when when you only pull 2000 people, you're like polling your mom and dad. Yeah. Like it's like the equivalent of polling your immediate family and then stating this is fact. Yeah. It's like, like that guy told me that rock is, he's like, yeah, just like you think rock isn't dead. I'm like, well, I just seen uh, Metallica that had 108,000 people in two days. You tell me what's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's the old school way of thinking is dead. You, yeah. You have to realize like it's 2023, like everything's a business now. Everything's instantaneous. Nobody releases albums anymore. Nobody makes videos anymore. Yeah. It's 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 all about streaming. But but look at how many young as you and I both know. Look how many young guitar players are still playing riffs. Go on YouTube. Oh, that's all you have to do is go on YouTube. They're everywhere. They're look at all the girls that we talk everywhere. about. Everywhere. The riff is not dead. The There's riff. more girls playing classic metal riffs and 80s riffs than there is anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's unbelievable. I think the age of the riffer is dead. Like, not the riff, the riffer. The dude who is noted for the riffs. Yeah, there's there's no... I mean, there's not been a dude who's been that dude out, yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Like, Dime was a riffer. Yeah. Um, I hate to say this, Billy Joe Armstrong's a riffer. Um... Slipknot was riffers. Van Halen is a fucking riffer. Um, Iomi. Iomi. Another. King, King riffer. Lord Iomi. Another. Yeah. Wild. Zach Wild can be a riffer. Zach Wild is a riffer. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, like. You were listening to uh, Blessed Hell Ride the other day. I was listening to it today. Holy shit. I forgot how many good ass songs are. <laughs> how many awesome riffs are um, on that song. Dan Donegan's a riffer. Yes. All that disturbed shit is riffs. Riff, 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 riff. All riffs. And you look at how many views they have on their shit on YouTube, like 20 billion. Yeah. Lamb of God, riffers. Like, but there is no modern day, like, the guy who's, if anybody who's holding it would be Nichols. Yeah. The modern, Billy Gibbons is another one. Yeah. That dude's a walking guitar riff. Play the fucking sides front and back off a motherfucker. Angus Young. Well, Malcolm Young was the riffer. Yeah. Malcolm we Young know where that one was, was King Riffer. Old Mal. Yeah. And then, of course, we can't forget about Metallica and, and Megadeth. And, and Mustaine and all that. But as far as, like, the last modern riffer was in the early 2000s. As far as, like, right now, there's nobody. I'm, I'm with you on that. But the riff is not dead. The riff is not dead. But as far as a like, singular yeah, riffer. Almost. Maybe periphery. People love periphery. Yeah. Misha. Yeah. That stuff. But yeah, like that. that the, the Rabia. We, yeah, he's fucking great too. Um, but yeah, there's not, there's not, you know, the, the, the riff isn't dead. It's just, who's going to fucking hold the flag? It's going to be me. Because you've heard you you heard one riff that i sent you that that guy said he brushed his teeth to it that's all i have to say and it's not the greatest i sent him a few i sent him a few of the other ones but he was like 
we picked that one. Well, there's uh, there's new ones that you haven't heard yet that'll blow that one that I sent you away. That, that it's obsolete. I can't I, I can't even play it anymore. No, I do play it still. But it's like the riff is the riff is not dead in my house. No, the riff is not dead on my front porch either. No. If you love electric guitar, there's riffs in everything. Then then you would see that and you would do the same thing we're doing and just shit on all their conclusion because it's <laughs> bullshit. Well, I told that same guy, he's like, I so you've you're telling me right now somebody's played for twenty you've played for twenty years. Stay off pop radio, bud. It's like, what music do you listen to? It's like, stay off pop radio. Why don't you turn over to rock channels? There's still... Oh, stop it. It's time to get up. Uh, <laughs> it's 2.30. Time to, time to wake up. Guys, speaking of waking up, I think we're going to round it out there. Um, before we rant out too much. Yeah, before we go another hour bitching about these people <laughs> saying the riff's dead. Sounds like about like Rolling Stone's top 250 guitar players. You know who else wasn't on there? You know who else wasn't on there? Roy effing Clark. Fuck them dudes. That dude's better than uh, than one million dude's people ahead of him. more talent in his fingers than half that list does altogether. The only person that's comparable to him is Chet Atkins. Other than that... Or Les Paul. You really Les don't... Les Paul. Was, yeah, those... He was fucking good, Those too. three are the king of country of les paul back in the day and he wasn't country he wasn't classical he was just everything guitar music he was just he was guitar it was guitar like it was like wow and it's like a little bit of django a little bit of chet a little bit of just les paul himself like it was crazy and then roy clark was everything that dude was the first the first time like i've seen you know i went down his rabbit hole but he was the only one that like when i see him play guitar i feel sorry for the guitar his picking hand is because it looks like he's hurting the guitar like he's not hurting him like he's hurting the guitar like i feel bad for the guitar i'm like i've seen metal guys i no disrespect (laughs) to the metal guys you don't touch roy clark you don't don't. the only one as close as zach as far as picking jerry reed was probably right next to him yeah because dude was fucking balls just but yeah when i watch roy clark play i'm like that guitar's hurting. Dude, his like he hurts the guitar. His pick if if anybody's heard his picking hand is it's on it's on it's on almost on If Roy Clark would have been born in the late seventies and grew up in the eighties with the metal shit. Oh dude. It would have been insane. He was doing arpeggios in the sixties. And he would do that shit on like sixty five Jaguars and shit. Yeah. How big that guy was and he'd play little Jaguars and shit. His acoustic work is <sighs> That's the one where I, when I seen him play that acoustic shit, he looked like he was, he was hurting the guitar, dude. I said it five times already, but God damn. If you, if nobody's listened to Roy Clark, I'm telling you, you're all missing out on one of the greatest of all time ever. He's in my top 10. He's in my top five. I'm pretty sure that probably the, our majority of our loyalists have gone down that hole too. I hope so. Because if you <laughs> haven't, you're literally. You haven't, there's you something to do. For the weekend, it'll blow your it'll blow your whole life. You don't away. even try to play like him. You just, can't. Just enjoy what you watch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't include only Glenn Campbell too. Yeah, I forgot about Glenn Campbell. But that dude was more like a songwriter. He, he he just did a lot of everything. The shit that dude did on a Fender Six would blow the that bass that Fender yeah, bass yeah, yeah, six yeah, yeah. like holy fuck yeah. 
Anyway, guys, we're going to end it here. This is Guitar Price Podcast, episode 125. You haven't learned anything on this show. It was definitely by accident. Guys, you got a big, small one. And all, it's the beginning of December. It's Dime Month. Yeah. S by Solar was last week. And then we got the new, uh, what the hell was the Manson guitars? Good Lord. Let me get off here. I've been your host, Josh Jones. Been your co-host, Jim Steger. Guys, enjoy the month of December. Stay warm. Have fun. Later. <laughs>